raised to so close just to survive. I didn't have a childhood. I didn't have the opportunity to either go out and play with kids. I didn't have the opportunity to um, be a kid because I was growing up to survive. There was times we didn't have enough food that um, I said we had the, um, uh, the Mexican dish, which was um, just a, a tortilla with a grain of salt. And Hello, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I'm your host, Jamila Burney, and together we will be stepping into our highest potential, exploring all things mind, body, and soul with just a smidge of business. You're a spiritual badass, soulpreneur, and a warrior for change. You're ready to expand your impact and leave your old self behind in order to raise your vibration so that you can positively influence your business, your community, and ultimately, the world. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Hello, hello. Welcome, beautiful, amazing souls. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I have with me here today, Cesar Espino, a full-time real estate investor and author of the book, You Can Overcome Anything even when the world says no. A real estate mentor and business coach, he works with people to help create win-win solutions, whether that be through real estate, business consulting, and inspiring and empowering others to reach their full potential. Hey Caesar, how's it going today? Hey Jamila, I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day today here in Los Angeles. So I'm excited to be here, so thank you. Awesome, I'm super excited to to have you here as well and dive into your story a little bit more. So let's just get right into it. Let's yeah. take it back. Tell me a little bit about growing up, your childhood, and what's kind of helped form you to be the person that you are now today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, let me start off by saying um, I'm originally from Mexico City and I came to the States when I was about 10 years old, right? And for me, my story really started when I, when I was born. The day that I was born is, you know, um, the day that really defined who I was back then and who am I to become now, right? And so to give you a little bit of that backstory, um, I was only, uh, uh, I was born into a very poor family, right? Uh, we didn't really have anything. Um, I uh, only uh, had one parent, which is my mom. Um, I don't know who's my uh, biological father at this point. have never met him, nor did I know his name. And so, you know, when I grew up uh, in Mexico, um, I was probably one of the families that were, you know, the lowest of the lowest in terms of social classification. Mexico is one of those countries that they really classify their, you know, people by, you know, their level of wealth and, you know, their classifications. Nevertheless, we didn't have anything, right? So I, will, I lived in a, in, a, in a, what I consider to be my home, um, which was really about 250 uh, square feet of just a room. It was my mom, my grandmother, uh, my older brother, and myself. So it was four of us in that little room that we considered to be our home. We didn't have any uh, running water. We didn't have electricity. It was made out of sheet metal and um, plywood, and that was our home, right? And so that's really where my story started because um, as I go back into that, in, into that time, um, you know, we didn't have anything. So we had to really, uh, as probably many people in, in, in different countries, we had to work early enough to start supporting ourselves. 
one thing happened just um, after I turned 40 years old. My mom decided to take her leap of faith and left us and came to the States. And so at that time, you know, as a kid, you go back and like, what did I do? Like, I blame myself. Like, did I do something that, you know, I have no father. And now my mom decided to leave to go someplace else. And I didn't understand why, right? That was a, a, a change in, in my life. One, I was trying to question what happened. What did I do? Number two, it turned out to be only my, my uh, older brother and my grandma. And at that point, we decided, or we, we, it was not really a decision. We had to. Uh, start working. So we will go to the flea market. We'll be working. Uh, we'll sell food. Um, you know, a bunch of different things to survive. And um, that didn't cut it. We we're not making. You know, the means. Uh, then we started doing uh, another thing. We actually started sewing clothes, right? So we actually, I, I used to have a sewing machine. Um, I know how to sew. So we used to sew clothes just to survive. I didn't have a childhood. I didn't have the opportunity to either go out and play with kids. I didn't have the opportunity to. Um, be a kid because I was growing up to survive. There was times we didn't have enough food that um, I said we had the um, uh, the Mexican dish, which was um, just a, a tortilla with a grain of salt. And that's all we had for days. Um, and so again, I, I go back to that and I'm like, I'm grateful to an extent. I don't, I don't condone for anyone to be doing that at that age. I said, that's what's made me become who I am now. Uh, fast forward to when I was 10, finally my mom came back and you know, it seems like we had the opportunity to come to the States and I didn't want to be here, to be honest with you. I didn't want to be in, in, in the States for a couple of reasons. Number one, I couldn't speak uh, the language. Number two, I couldn't communicate with anybody. Number three, I was in a, in a place where I didn't know anyone, you know, um, it, it was very difficult for me to get adjusted to this life and, and, you know, working for all these years and coming to, 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 to the States, I felt like I was not fitting in. You know, I got discriminated when I was a kid. Um, growing up in, in, the, in the school system, because again, I couldn't speak, I couldn't communicate, people didn't, you know, I couldn't connect with people. So that was just very, very bad. And I remember one time telling my mom, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Do whatever, it, it, whatever you need to do, send me back to Mexico. I, can, I don't want to be here. Luckily, I'm glad she didn't send me back because I'm glad that I'm here. Uh, you know, this is definitely a great nation. But again, I have to go through all those different obstacles, right? And, um, you know, luckily, after being here two years, um, I was able to communicate. I was able to master the language. I was able to talk to people, and I did what many people didn't do, right? And and, and I talk about I talk about this in my book. A lot of people come from different countries, forgetting about the purpose or forgetting about that opportunity that this country has to offer, right? And I've seen it time after time. People come uh, from other countries, and I'm not sure why, and I'm, I, I cannot comprehend. They tend to fall into um, those negative influences, whether it's gangs, tagging crews, um, robbing, whatever the case may be, some sort of crime, right? I saw that so many different times uh, growing up um, in middle school and high school, I decided to not do that. I decided to not do that. I, my focus was, you know, let me focus on school. Let me focus on myself um, and, and just continue to do that. Now, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm not, right? I went through so many different things and um, I think my, my second challenge coming to the States, the first one was that I was being discriminated. I didn't know how to fit in with, with, with this society. The second one, at the age of 15, I, um, you know, not having a dad, dad or, or someone to tell me what's right or wrong from, from a male perspective, I uh, ended up, uh, um, you know, I had a girlfriend and at the age of 15, we got pregnant, right? So just at the age of, uh, sorry, age of 15, at the age of 16, my daughter was born, okay? So when I think about that, it's like 
I'm a, um, a kid that's raising a kid, right? And um, I know a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of, there's a lot of team moms, a lot of team parents. And a lot of times, like what I can tell you with that is that you have to be able to, to take that, that particular case and just make the best out of it. I remember telling my daughter when she was born, I made one promise. And so far, I've, I've been able to give up that promise. I said, you know what? I'm going to give you whatever I didn't have when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I didn't have anything. I said, you're, you're never going to have to work when you're a kid. You're never going to have to um, uh, suffer. You're never going to have to worry about not having food or clothes or any of that stuff. That's my promise to you. So that became my motivation, right? Instead of that being a negative thing, I said, you know what? I got to deal with what emerges. I ha I'm, I'm, I'm a kid having a kid. Except now this is going to be my motivation. So then I went out and, and, and started to work in a, a, at an early age. Um, you know, I was going to school, working, school, working, school, working. That was my focus, you know, day in, day, day out. And um, yeah, I continue, right? Fast forward, I had a couple of more obstacles that came after the fact. Um, uh, I have, uh, unfortunately, I had another really huge setback when I was 22. And um, it was a, a dispute that I had with my my, my daughter's mom, and I'm not proud of it, except it is the reality. And, and at, th at that point, you know, again, not having that male figure, not having all these different things, unfortunately, I went to, to jail for a couple of days, right? And so, again, it's those little things that come up, and I'm like, what is the lesson that I need to learn here from this year? And um, lucky enough, you know, I came out and, and, and I'm saying, okay, I, this is not me. I, I need to do something better for myself. And, and so, I talk about a, a, a lot about this in my book because there's so many different obstacles that life is going to be hitting and, and, and pushing at you. And so either you're going to give in or you're going to learn from that, right? You're either going through the pain, you're going through the pain or you're growing through the pain, right? And so I decided to grow from that pain. Um, now, uh, if, if I look at, you know, my, my years now, I, uh, I was working for a very good, uh, credible company, worldwide company. I was working at corporate, making really good money over six figures, um, traveling all over the place, uh, except I think my mind, my heart was telling me, you know what, there's more to you than this. And I decided to take my leap of faith. I left my, my corporate job, left everything behind to pursue my purpose and what I believe to be my purpose now, and that is to help people, to emp empower people and inspire people through my lessons and be able to give back in that sense. So that's kind of where I am right now. Awesome. So what would you say was the biggest turning point in your life? Was it going to jail or was it leaving that corporate position? Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think. Having your kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I think at, at any given point, there was different turning points in my life. I think each one of those were had a different lesson. Um, and there was something different for me to learn um, off of each of those. If I look now at where I'm at now and what I'm doing now, I would say my, my biggest thing was leaving my job, you know, the most recent thing. Because, again, you're, you're going from that. And, and I think 99% of the people are, are, are going through this is you're in that comfort zone. You're, you're so comfortable getting that, that paycheck, even though you know that they can fire you anytime. A lot of people know that. I mean, I, I might go to work today and I may not have that job because it is not my company, right? Instead, people are so comfortable with that, with the idea that I have benefits, I have vacation, I have a job that's paying me and that secure paycheck. And so to me, that was probably uh, the most recent turning point in my life. It actually took me about 10 months to make this decision. I was going to do this 10 months prior for me leaving the job and I got cold feet. I, I, I just couldn't do it. 
I, I broke down. I, um, I just couldn't do it. Right. And so it took me literally 10 months to realize that I should have done what I did that time 10 months prior. Okay. Yeah. And during this time, were you kind of in the personal development world yet? I know that you're really immersed in it now. That's how we yeah. connected. Right. But were you involved in any of that stuff? Or were you doing that inner work? Did you have a spiritual kind of background yeah. or anything of that nature? Yeah. So I started, um, uh, I would say maybe two years prior to leaving my, my corporate job, um, I kind of got in, introduced or involved into the self-development to, um, you know, becoming that, that better version, right? And, and, and doing things that I didn't do in the past. So I started doing some of it. I didn't do a whole lot. I would say maybe during those 10 months when I said, you know what, I need to definitely just take this leap of faith. During those 10 months is when I got more spiritual sound. That was one thing that I didn't, I lost for a, for a minute, right? My, 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 uh, my grandma, when I was in Mexico and even after coming here, we were very spiritually sound from, from, from that perspective, you know, and then I lost that touch. I, I, I got disconnected and then I got reconnected again with that higher power. And I said, you know what, I, I was very spiritual sound. Then I got connected with myself. What am I going to do to, to become, a, you know, that person that I'm looking to become, um, and so those last 10 months, I got more involved with that self-development, spiritually, um, working on myself, things like that. And so um, I can tell you, at least for me, I needed to find myself spiritually, emotionally to be able to do this, what I'm doing now. Otherwise, I, I will probably be back working for that company, which again, is a good company, as I'm working for somebody else and not doing what I'm doing now. Now, can you walk me kind of through some of these practices that you use for yourself to, to yeah. keep yourself sound and emotional, you know, your emotional intelligence up? Like, yeah. what are you doing for yourself? Because I know that you are serving people all the time in your business and with right. your coaching and with your real estate investment. Like, a lot of times we get so caught up in serving others. How are you serving yourself? Yeah, so... One thing that I, I decided to do, um, there's a couple of things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis. The first thing that I do when I wake up is I, um, I uh, give gratitude uh, to God. Um, I, um, I literally spend, I would say, the first 30 minutes um, doing a couple of things. Number one, I do daily affirmations um, um, that are empowering to me. You know, and it could be not necessarily, I am a millionaire. You know, that could definitely be one, but it's not necessarily that. It's more about I am loved. I am, I am, I am healthy. You know, I am wanted. I serve people. Right. So I do um, daily affirmations every day uh, when I wake up. Um, I also do a gratitude to myself. A lot of times I find this and I, and I started doing this maybe about six months ago now, uh, more so now. Um, a lot of times i uh, you find people that, um, they're waiting for somebody else's validation of you to say, Jamila, you're beautiful. Jamila, you're wonderful. Jamila, you're great. Right. And you're waiting for that person to tell you that except what about if you do it to yourself? So I actually get in front of the mirror and um, I say three things. And I actually have it here in, in my book. Um, so what I say three things to myself is I say, Cesar Espino, I appreciate you. Cesar Espino, I thank you. Cesar Espino, I love you. And those are the three things that I tell myself every day, right? So um, I do affirmations. I, I do a, a, a prayer of gratitude. I tell myself how grateful I am for, of myself. And then I, uh, I do um, meditate and visualize, right? So I do that when I wake up. Um, before I go to sleep, I do the same exercise. So I do that twice a day uh, at any given point. And then uh, throughout the day, one of the things that I started doing now more so than before is I, I am doing self-learning by 
educated myself in reading. Now, before I didn't read, I don't, I, and that's kind of ironic because I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> however, I didn't read. And the last time that I actually read a book is because I was forced to, uh, to read a book um, in my English class back in high school, you know? And so, except now I'm reading, you know, and that's something that I feel like is good to self-educate yourself, right? So those are just some of the practices that I do. Um, and I also like to do um, uh, walk or, or run, you know, at any time and just to, you know, clear my mind and, and, and appreciate life and go out and, and just, you know, uh, have some time to clear my mind, you know? Yeah, I love that. Those are all things that I incorporate in my life as well now, you know, within yeah. the past two years. And I can definitely relate to the reading. I Even in high school, I actually <laughs> didn't read. I was the notorious Cliff Notes person uh-huh. who was my teachers used to get so mad at me because I'm a really good storyteller and um, I was always able to like ace all of my recordings and, and, and speeches about books just because I would listen to what other people would say and I would just kind yeah. of go on the fly. But wow. I wouldn't actually read until the, the last two years is when I really started reading. I've probably read more books yeah. in the last two years than my entire life. Yeah, um, so, so have I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's wind it back um, a second again to when you were leaving that corporate position. Did you go mm-hmm. right into real estate at that time or what mm-hmm. did you do? No, yeah. I, so I had already started real estate, um, I would say maybe three years prior to me leaving um, my, my corporate job. Um, so uh, to back up a little bit, I started real estate back in 2007, 2008, 2009 when the housing market took a hit. Mm. Um, I went with that hit, right? So I lost a lot. I lost properties. I lost, uh, for, I was foreclosed on a few, um, shorts on, on some other ones. So I, I said, you know what, this is not for me. Um, and, and so when, you know, when that took place, I said, you know, I just need to focus on my, on my work and working for somebody else. And, and, um, and so I ended up doing that. I went back to school, got my master's degree. Um, and, and I just, that was my focus at that point. And then I got reintroduced to real estate again. Uh, I think it was 2004. 2000, sorry, 2014, 2015, around that time. And, um, and I said, you know what, let me give it a try. I'm a, I'm a different person now. You know, you're, I'm growing. I have my master's degree now. I can definitely, you know, see, see what I can do now, right? And so I got reintroduced. It took me some time to get my business up and running again because it's not, it's not that, that simple, uh, you know, or it wasn't that simple for me at that time. And so um, I got uh, uh, int- reintroduced and I started doing, you know, deals. I started uh, wholesaling properties. I started buying, fixing and flipping properties. So, you, you know, so I had that in the back end. So one of the reasons why I said, you know what, I need to either focus 100% on my real estate business or 100% on my job is because it was definitely taking uh, a, lot of, a lot of my, my you know, energy, right? And not only on me, also on people that were around me, you know, um, unfortunately, I, I would say, because of this, um, at, at that time I was in a, in a long-term relationship. Um, I think everything just getting together, it just ended up uh, creating a challenge for me where I ended up losing a 10-year relationship over all the different things that I was doing for myself, right? And so I said, you know what, I need to, um, I just need to do one or the other. And that's why I decided to do the, the, the leap of faith and, and, and do the real estate. So I was already in the business and that was the only business that I was actually doing, by the way, real estate at that time. And remind me again, do you have a real estate license or? I do not, no. Okay. No. So that's, a, that's something I would like you to share a little bit more about. Yeah. 
um, with our listeners because I know there's a lot of people that are always looking for other ways to make money. And a lot of times people think to be in real estate, you have to have that real estate license. And I remember you saying that at your speech at the Better Business Summit that you yep. didn't have that. So can you right. expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there, there's essentially, when you're talking about real estate, there's different strategies, right? And so the most common that a lot of people know about is, you know, you become a realtor, you know, go out and, you know, uh, either help people buy or, or, or uh, sell their property, right? For that, you do need to have your license. When you look at a real estate investor, you don't have to have a, a license. You can actually get into real estate. You can actually uh, work on deals by not having your license, right? And um, the most common, which I talked about on the Better Business Summit, is um, assignment of contract, right? You don't need to have, you know, really even a lot of capital to be able to do that. And so, um, uh, a lot of people just don't know about it, right? They, they think they have to have their license to do a real estate transaction. It's not so much about that. It's more about how to structure it and what do you need to do to make sure that you can actually do it and not get it, you know, in any, in any issues. So um, at the end of the day, you can do a lot of deals and not have a, a license. Uh, one thing that I talked about in, in, in my mentoring program is you have to have a, what I consider to be a power team. A power team would be, you know, numerous people. One of those people is going to be a realtor that's going to help you transact that transaction that you got yourself into. Okay. And how do you, how have you found those people? How have you kind of built that sphere for you of the right people that kind of yeah. have the same mission as you? Yeah, it's through networking. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's, I, I cannot reinforce that enough. Right. And, and if you're afraid to go to any, a speaking event or you're afraid to go to any kind of event uh, or a meetup event, or even walk to somebody and talk to somebody, you're not going to grow, right? You have to make sure that you network. So, you know, when it comes down to like even my my community, like the way I found you, right? My community of 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 the the entrepreneurs, the people that want more for their lives, is it has been through um, through uh, events and, and summits, right? Um, if I when I first got into this business and I and I wanted to find a realtor, I actually went to open houses. I was not gonna buy the house. I just went to connect, and you know, I, I said, "Hey, I'm I'm a, a real estate investor. I'm looking to to work with somebody. Will you be interested?" And then we start the conversation, and then we we'll start looking at you know is that person a good fit for me or am I a good fit for that person? And that's how I found um, some of the realtors that I work with right now. As a matter of fact, one of the realtors that I've been doing business with for about four years now, we, um, we, uh, we've done tr uh, transactions where um, I found properties. She represented me on that transaction and you know, she made the sale. Well, just yesterday we entered into a joint venture where we're actually going to be flipping a property together. So again, it's just those things that you can find, right? And you have to be able to network with people networking and leveraging yep. oh, yeah. other skills. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, don't believe that you know everything you have to know, know enough to, to, to be able to find the right person for you. So yes, you're right. Leveraging people. Uh, and, and I don't consider it to be a bad thing because again, it's, it's creating a win-win, right? Again, based on like in this joint venture, I'm going to help her. She's going to help me. We're going to have a, you know, a, a pretty good you know, combination there. Yeah, and that kind of leads into my next question. How uh, big of a part in your journey and your story has been like mentorship? Huge. <laughs> it has been huge. Um, I think uh, throughout the last, uh, I would say throughout the last three years, I've had maybe um, five, six different mentors. And, and again, in different areas, right? So, um, 
you know, I, I think that's huge. I mean, a lot of, again, I go back to the same thing, you know, it's just like if you go to school, right? I and mean, this is probably the best way that I can put it. A lot of people don't see the value of that. I'm like, why did I got to pay somebody this, this money or why did I got to be part of the network? Well, it, even if you were going to a public school, right? Um, or, or, or if you're going to a private school, it's like going to school. You have a teacher. That teacher essentially is your mentor. They're teaching you something. They're, they're showing you how to do something in, in, in that material. Well, it's like in anything in, in our real life, it's the same thing. You have to get somebody that has already done it, um, that can help you get there faster and can teach you. And so to me, um, I, I'm constantly um, getting mentored by people and learning from those people because I know the power of that, right? Um, a lot of times, even when, we're, when we get out of you know, college, it's like, okay, that's it. I've learned. I put my money. I went to school. I don't need to do anything else. I know everything. And, and that's not the case. So to me, that has been very, very important for my real estate um, business. I've gone into uh, a couple of the different businesses now um, where I have, have you know, uh, I've got mentors for that. Uh, and even just, um, you know, this self, self-love and self-development, you know, learning from people that are doing it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They're happy. They're enjoying their life. I need to do that. Let me learn from them. Right. So I, I 100% approve of that. Yeah, I agree. Mentorship has been like one of the biggest things for me. And, and also like having that, that financial investment into it is really, really powerful. I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but once you start paying for something, you're like, Oh crap, I got to take this seriously now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a different, uh, there's a, there's a different sense of, um, I guess, uh, responsibility and accountability when you do that. You know, uh, it's funny because I, I, I refer to a lot of people when they go to community college or, or many people uh, that go to community college, right? And they're paying the, the school or the public system is paying for, for, for the community college, right? I found that a lot of people are there just wasting their time, right? And I call them um, seed warmers. They're just sitting and warming up the seed. That's all they're doing. And it goes back to that though. If you're someone that's paying for something, the, the, the responsibility and accountability tends to be 10 times bigger than someone that's getting it for free. So I also believe that if you're getting a mentor for free, you're probably not going to do the work. You're probably not going to do the, you know, the task. You're probably not going to put in a hundred percent of your time because you don't have any, um, you know, risk in, on your side, you know? So, um, again, we see that time after time with different things. And, and I, I believe that, yeah, you know, having a mentor, being able to have that financial responsibility is definitely going to put you to the next level. And I, myself, I'm sure you have too. you know, every, in the last three years I spend, you know, a lot of people say, well, why do you keep spending so much money? Because I keep learning because I keep growing because I become a better person. I spend so much money in, in mentoring and, 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 it, and I'm okay with that because I'm learning from that. And a lot of people are afraid of that. Yeah. And, and sometimes like getting in that a little bit uncomfortable situation which I know logically a lot of people are like no but um, (laughs) for me like sometimes putting that a little bit amount of money that's a little bit uncomfortable it really helps light that fire where you really start to see things happening at a much quicker pace yep yep yeah Yeah, for sure yeah and, and and that's that's one thing that um you know uh I also see it as a different thing, right? A lot of people go through traditional school, right? So traditional school is, you know, just like any, any, any traditional college. I consider to, to, for this to be a non-traditional educational for yourself. Again, you're working on yourself. It's self-development. It's not traditional. A lot of people are okay to go get a student loan and pay $30,000, 
to get a degree. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer of education because I have a master's. I, 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 you know, I would do it a hundred times over. The difference now, by the way, is that if you're going to go back to school, make sure that it's for you. And this is my advice. And, and I was telling my daughter this last time. If you want to go back to school to get a degree, make sure that that is for you. It's a self-accomplishment for you. Not because you want to use a piece of paper to go get a job. That, that's, that was my mentality then. It's not my mentality now. So anyways, a lot of people are okay to, you know, find the means to get a student loan, you know, uh, of let's say $30,000 to get a, a degree so that they can hope to get a job, right? However, a lot of people are not okay to get the same amount of money. I don't care how you borrow that money and get mentor, non-traditional uh, education by somebody else that can help you and skyrocket your, your, your future. I don't get it, you know? And so again, <laughs> I don't know what's your, your thought on that, but that's, a, that's the reality, right? A lot of people go through that. So yeah, I don't, I don't get it at all. It's <laughs> one of those things that completely blows my mind. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go to school for all this time, pay all this money to enter a job where I'm not even going to be making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and not only, not only that, a lot of times, again, you, you, you have a degree and you work in a different field. Yep. That happened, that happened to me with my bachelor's. I had a, I have a background in IT and uh, I was working in operations. Nothing to do with computers, nothing to do with software, nothing to do with any of that. So, I mean, it, it, it's just the reality. So, anyways, yeah. Yeah, take the classes that you want to learn about. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm curious because now your, your daughter, how old is your daughter? She's older. She's out of the house, right? Yeah, well, she lives with me. I mean, um, she's 23. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask, so what is your big driving factor now? I mean, you've been able to provide her a much better life than you grew up with. Like what is keeps that fire burning for you to keep growing and expanding? Cause I know that you're just keep doing like all of these yeah. new crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think now more so, so my next purpose is I really want to retire my parents. Right. So um, I, and I, and I actually have it, I put it on the, the universe. I believe, but again, uh, and just maybe for your listeners, I am a firm believer of putting things out to the universe, writing it down, you know, uh, and just re, re focusing on that, that one thing that you want. So anyways, I put it on the universe. I have it on paper. I want to retire my parents. That's number one. Number two, um, although I have given my daughter a lot, a lot throughout her years, I want to leave more for her. I want to give her more options so that if I'm not here tomorrow, she has something to fall back on, right? I want to be able to give that, that, that to her. Number three, um, um, I really want to help people. Um, and, and there are certain people that have been there for me in, in the sense of, you know, um, I, I see your vision because a lot of people, you tend to lose a lot of people. You tend to, a lot of people tend to walk away from you. They think you're crazy and they're not going to support you. And then there's some of those people that might uh, stick around and say, you know what? I, I, I feel you. I hear you, right? Um, so my little brother has been very uh, supportive on this. So I want to be able to empower them and help them through. Right. Um, and the last thing is I want to be able to give back, right. I, me coming back from a very humble beginning, not having a whole lot, not having a lot of options. I want to be able to take some of that and take it back and give back to people. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I do, um, now, and I'm trying to really grow that a lot more is, um, I go down to, uh, so we're not too far from, um, um, Ros uh, Ensenada, Mexico, right. Uh, just uh, the border of San Diego. And uh, one of the things that I do there is I actually go out with a group of people. Um, this is non-church related. It's just people that, that want to you know, help others. And we all go out and we build houses for people that don't, don't have anything, people that came the same way that I came that, that didn't have anything. So in three days, we actually spend the time and build them a house with concrete 
with lights, with insulation, with all of that stuff. And so I want to be able to do more of that. That's my drive. It's like, I want to just be able to give back, you know? Yeah. That's, that's one of my big driving factors as well. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times people have a negative connotation with wealth and they feel as if, you know, money is the root of all evil is something that you hear all the time. Right. And I just want, you know, to stress like, like all these amazing things that Caesar is able to do now, if he had not grown his business and grown his wealth in the way that he has, he wouldn't be able to do that. Money is an amplifier of whatever is already inside of you. Yep. So if you are, if you have ill intentions and you get more money, then sure, you can do bad things with money. But if you have good intentions, then money just amplifies that and it allows you to do all of these incredible things like, like Caesar is doing. And I'm sure that all of the more things that are going to come as, as your life just continues to expand. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's exactly right. I mean, I, I believe that money is a good vehicle to, to, to give back and help out. And, and, and again, at least that's my vehicle, you know, um, similarly, my primary business being real estate, that's my vehicle to, to help me do the things that I want to be able to do. Right. And so, uh, again, people have to take away that negative belief of, of, of money, the negative belief of, I cannot do this, the negative belief that, you know, I'm, I don't know how to do it kind of thing. We have to change that frame and be able to say, well, how, or what do I need to learn to be able to get to that level? Who do I need to be around to be able to 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 learn from them? Right? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, with this, I'll tell you, there's there's um, I, I do believe that the, that you are the average of the five people you, you you hang around with. And and one thing that I would say is there's three kinds of people that you want to have in that group. Number one, you want to have people that are playing at a higher level than than you are. Um, why? Because then they're going to inspire you to, for you to become that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a driving force. Number two, you want to have people that are playing maybe at the same level as you are. However, they, they are um, edifying you. They're helping you out. You know, you're growing with them. And then number three, you want to have people right below you that are looking up to you so that you can reach down and pull them back up with you. And that's to me is like, you have that mix, man, you're golden, you know? Yeah. And okay. I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about your coaching program and kind of sure. what you do with, with your students. Are you just focusing on the real estate investing or are you kind of, what's your mentorship look like? Like, what are you kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, my, yeah. So overall the mentoring program, it is for real estate investing. So it's for people that want to get into real estate. They, they've never done it. They, they, they want to uh, get another stream of income. Right. And so we talked about the, um, uh, the assignment of contract. The, we talked about buying, fixing and flipping properties, right? That's the mentoring program. However, I do not start my mentoring program with real estate, right? Um, my mentoring program, the very first session we talked about is the mindset. And I focus a lot on the mindset. And the reason why I spend, you know, uh, I would say a whole chapter on the mindset is because again, if I cannot, if I cannot have you change the frame or look things differently, I, it doesn't matter what I teach you. It doesn't matter if it's real estate, stocks, uh, Bitcoin, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the mindset to say, you know what, there might be those downfalls. There, there, you might get those snows. You're going to get that. Um, you know, all of that negativity that you tend to see, if you don't know how to attack that and how to deal with that, 
I, I'm not going to be able to help you out, right? So I talk a lot about the the mindset. I, I go over, you know, understanding your why. What is your purpose? What is your uh, your your intention at the end of the day, right? Uh, that's one thing that I cover in the mindset. The other thing that I that I cover on the mindset is um, to be able to um, uh, create um, daily what I consider to be daily rituals or affirm, uh, um, or habits that are going to empower you to to get better at that. Uh, we go over some uh, material where you read a, a book and, and, and then I, I have you reflect yourself into that book, into that story, and where do you see yourself, right? So there's a couple of different things that we go over, a couple of different exercises that we go over to make sure that I can get people and then mindset that once we start talking about real estate and they send me their first um, offer or um, or multiple offers and they, came back and they come back and say, hey, sorry, I don't want your offers too low that they don't get discouraged, right? And they can go back and do it again. So that's that's how I start my mentoring program. So that's my mentoring program. I do also have an accountability uh, uh, um, mentoring group that I, that I do uh, uh, on a different side. And the whole purpose of that is to do a couple of things. Number one, um, we want to go over any uh, losses, any uh, uh, anything that, the, that, any wins that, that happened through the time, any aha moments, and then uh, also be able to give feedback. Right. So we focus on those four things. So during those accountability meetings, and this could be for anything, by the way. Right. Um, uh, maybe it could be I want to lose 10 pounds. OK. So did you have any major breakthroughs? Um, uh, did, is there any aha moments that, that you want to share with us? What kind of feedback can we give you? Right. And so we go over those uh, four different elements in my accountability group. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like a group coaching yeah. program. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So Caesar, I have really, really loved hearing all about your story and your background because that's not anything that I've gotten <laughs> to hear yet before. I've mostly yeah. just, um, heard, you know, your investment speaks. Um, so if there's one key takeaway that people can take out of this podcast, if they forget everything else that was said today, what is that one thing? So, um, there's a couple of different things, but one, one thing I would say, um, it would be really to um, work on yourself. It just comes down to that, right? And, and what I mean by that is um, a lot of people tend to work so hard for somebody else, making them, you know, rich or wealthy or whatever the case may be. You, you know, they're working so hard on somebody else and they forget to work on themselves, right? Um, I always use this analogy. People come from work, they're tired or they had a bad day. They come home, they take it up, they take that anger on their spouse and now that, that creates a very unhealthy relationship or, or they're just simply tired and they come home and then the first thing they do is they sit on the couch, watch TV and, you know, and they forget to do anything else, right? And I say, don't do that, right? My, my advice to anyone is it doesn't matter how hard of a day it is, still come back and, and work in yourself. When I was working for that corporate job, I would leave my, you know, work 10, 12 hours, I'll come home. And I'll work on my real estate business. And I constantly work on my real estate business. That's the reason why I was able to leave my, my corporate job. Again, I was getting paid over six figures. Really good job. I came home and I would go to sleep every day around one or two at night working on myself. Right? And, um, and it's not just about working on your business. It's, 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 it, that is di different things. Are you creating affirmations for you? Are you creating targets for you? Um, are you changing the habits? Are you changing your, you know, how you, you talk, you know, your um, physiology, the words that you use? Like there's so many different things that self-learning, right? That, to me, that is the basis of getting to the next level. And you have to have to definitely uh, work on yourself. And that's one thing that you just brought up that I don't think we mentioned yet, but you guys, Caesar is also trained in neuro-linguistic programming as well. So yes. that's 
that's a big element to what he does and his, his mentorship programs and his coaching as well. So it kind of brings in all of, all of the things for yes. you. So if you guys want to hear more of Caesar's story, you definitely need to check out his book, how you can overcome anything, even when the world says no. Now, Caesar, where can people buy your book? If people want to work with you, where can they find you? Where do you hang out the most? Yeah. So um, I'm in social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, the best way to find me though, um, is actually, we can go to uh, www.cesarrespino.com, which is literally my name, uh, C-E-S-E-R-R, my middle initial, espino.com. And you can find my books. Um, I, I have that book. I, have, I also co-author another book uh, here, which is pretty good for uh, uh, people that want to get into entrepreneurship. Um, my mentoring program uh, and really anything, you can contact me directly there. You can actually book a time with me if you want to through that website and uh, anything that I have going on, you can actually find it. Okay, awesome. And I will put the link to that in the description down below. So if you guys want to hear more from Caesar, make sure to check that out. Thank you so much, Caesar, for coming on today. It was such a blessing and you're awesome. No, you know, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very grateful to have you. So thank you so much. Today's episode of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to leave us a review and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this message. That's how our podcast grows. Are you curious about learning more about harnessing the power of your subconscious mind? Then join the free rewire challenge where we dive deep into the subconscious mind, how it works, and give you some tangible action steps to begin rewiring it to serve you. Go to bit.ly slash rewire challenge. That's bit.ly slash rewire challenge. Until next time, I'm your host, Jamila Bernie, signing out.